Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we are talking about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere. I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves over at tomahawktake.com. Also cover AA South or Prospects 1500, the Birmingham Barons for Southside Sox, and I'm an editor at College Baseball Daily as well, getting pumped about the college baseball season starting up here in a couple of weeks so you follow me on twitter get ready for some college baseball tweets especially while the lockout is going on but am pumped up for the college baseball season also make sure you are following the podcast on twitter at locked on underscore braves really getting close to 500 followers there appreciate had some great interaction over the weekend talking about braves who you wish retired as Braves as Tom Brady announced his retirement from the NFL, spending his last two years with another team. I think John Smoltz was definitely the right answer there. That last year for John Smoltz, where he played for the Red Sox and Cardinals, I still just can't get that out of out of my mind. I, I really hated that he he did that, but hey, I understand it for him. It's hard to to give it up as a baseball player and know when to quit, but he should have definitely ended as a, an Atlanta Brave. And thank you for making Locked On Braves your first listen each and every day. Right now, posting episodes three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we are free and available on all platforms. So please make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And also, we got over 500 subscribers, not in one weekend. We are total over 500 subscribers on YouTube now. So I appreciate all all the support there as well as we continue to try to make our push to 1,000 before opening day. So if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and do really appreciate it. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Austin Riley. It's going to be an Austin Riley podcast through and through. Going to be throwing a lot of numbers at you, so bear with me there a little bit. But I had this question come up a while back from uh, VT Murdoch, who posed the question uh, about Austin Riley and said, you know, Austin Riley had an MVP season in 2021, far exceeding all expectations. I mean, he was having to compete for the job in spring training. And VT asked, do you believe he will continue that success? Not necessarily at that level, what do you attribute to his hitting and defense that resulted in his 2021 performance? And this is something I've really wanted to dive into for a while now because it was such a great season from Austin Riley. Again, like VT said, one we all didn't expect, maybe one we knew was possible, but certainly not an MVP worthy type of season from Austin Riley. So, Again, is this the real Austin Riley? Is this the Riley we can expect going forward? Or is he more like the guy, you know, in his first two years outside of that first, you know, month and a half when he first came up when he was just unconscious at the plate? You know, which Austin version of Austin Riley are we going to get going forward? So 
Like I said, going to be throwing a lot of numbers at you. Going to dive into some metrics here to try to figure out just who Austin Riley is and what you as Braves fans can expect from him going forward and the type of player that he can be. Um, also over at TomahawkTake.com, uh, my co-editor along with me over there at TomahawkTake.com, Alan, wrote an article talking just about this the other day as well. And he did a great job going mostly into the BABIP number, which we'll get into which was really high for Austin Riley in 2021. And a lot of people, you know, attributing this 2021 season as being somewhat lucky for him because of that BABIP number. Uh, but Allen does a great job going into, you know, what that number consists of and is it really, you know, just about luck. So if you haven't read that and you want to, go over to TomahawkTake.com. You can find that article from Allen. I'm not going to go deep into the BABIP number. Obviously, we're going to touch on it, um, but Allen does a, a great job of it in that article over there. Again, if you want to go check it out. But let's start with, let's go back with Austin Riley and let's see, you know, the type of player that he was and the type of player that he could be, the type of player that he was in 2021, kind of leading up to this. Over five minor league seasons, Riley, sla Riley slashed 283, 348, 501 with an 849 OPS and 86 home runs in 473 games, about a home run every five and a half games. You know, that's really the type of player we were looking for in Austin Riley. You know, 280, 340, 500 slugging, you know, an 8, 850 OPS guy, 30-plus home run hitter. I think that's what we all kind of – expect for Austin Riley. He kind of went above and beyond that in 2021, but that's what his minor league numbers were. And again, I think that's kind of what we expected him to be. Before his call up in 2019, he was destroying AAA pitching. And I mean destroying AAA pitching. He slashed 293, 366, 626 with a 992 OPS and 15 home runs in 44 games. So a home run just about every three games, a little less than three games actually. Before 2019 in the minor leagues, his K percentage in the minors was mostly between 25 and 30 percent with a walk percentage around 10 percent. Um, I'm going to get back into that a little bit more later, talking about his K percentage and, and walk percentage. Going into 2019, he was a top 30 prospect in all of baseball by just about every outlet there is. And, you know, every team was asking for him in trade talk. So very, very highly thought of hitting prospect in Austin Riley. As I mentioned, he was on fire in Gwinnett in 2019 when the Braves called him up in mid-May. That hot streak continued at the big league level. He had an 1143 OPS in May with seven home runs. <laughs> that was just an incredible surge from Austin Riley. You know, it was a really fun um, time to, you know, to be a Braves fan and just witness that streak that he was on. In his first 43 games in the big leagues, he slashed 273, 326, 582 with a 908 OPS, a 127 WRC plus, 14 home runs, and a hard hit percentage of 45.8. Again, those numbers, you know, his hot streak had kind of ended there towards the end of June. The average numbers were starting to, to creep down. But those first 43 games, you know, and compare that to his minor league career, that's kind of the Austin Riley that I expect, the kind of Austin Riley I thought we would get. Um, with those slash line numbers and those power totals and that that hard hit percentage. But then over the next 88 games, he hit just 209 
with a 30% strikeout rate and a hard hit percentage of this 35. So his hard hit rate went down 10%, striking out at a 30% clip, more than uh, 5% more than his minor league average. And obviously that batting average of 209 um, is just not going to cut it. Um, so again, the after that hot stretch to begin, you know, the next obviously 2020 with a shortened season, but the next season and a half uh, just really wasn't the Austin Riley we thought we we were going to get. The slider, as you know, was most mentioned when he was struggling, gave him a lot of fits. He was really struggling with that slider, and you could see the league kind of adjust to him and a lot more p- pitchers throwing him that slider. He hit just 202 on breaking balls in 2019, and breaking balls include a slider. He actually made strides there in 2020 as he improved to 281 against breaking balls. But I think he over-adjusted too much. He, he recognized the league was starting to adjust to him, throwing him more breaking pitches. And I think it really made him suffer against fastballs and off-speed pitches. He hit just 260 against fastballs in 2020. And off-speed pitches, he hit just 074 against. So, again, you could see him trying to make those adjustments knowing what was what was plaguing him in 2019 at the end of 2019 I think he just over adjusted a little bit much a little bit too much and got away from what made him such a good hitter which is just crushing fastballs and hitting balls extremely hard um even in though but even in those 2016 or 2019-2020 seasons, you could see signs of Riley breaking out. In 2020, he had an average exit velocity of 91 and a hard hit percentage of 42.9. Those both ranked, you know, tops in the leagues. You look at baseball savant, those are both 70th percentile or higher type numbers. So, I mean, still hitting the ball relatively well. The one thing I would say I noticed a lot just watching in 2020 is that he put the ball on the ground a ton. And again, I think part of that was looking for that off-speed pitch, um, being too late uh, on top of those fastballs and off-speed pitches. But his ground ball percentage went up to 42.1%, which is pretty high for somebody that you want getting the ball in the air. So that was something I noticed just with my eyes in 2020, but the numbers kind of back it up as well. He was hitting way too many ground balls in 2020. Um, His K percentage did drop. The one good thing about 2020, again, I told you he was striking out 30% of the time at the end of 2019. His K percentage in 2020 was just 23.8%. So the signs were there in 2020, even though it wasn't you know, necessarily a great year for him, the signs were there for a breakout for Austin Riley. And I think we see that come to fruition in 2021. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include a Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars out there, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you'll want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you're thinking, where is the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So here's an idea for the new year. 
Go to all your secret stashes out there at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever they are. Throw out all those sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with a built Bar. So when you get that craving, you reach for something that's healthy and delicious with many great flavors to choose from out there like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, some of my favorites. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off your order. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car will need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers at home that can do the exact same thing at rockauto.com. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same parts from a chain store or new car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliable low prices for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So moving into the 2021 season, again, like I said, for Austin Riley, he came into spring training having to win the third base job. So there was still a huge question mark surrounding Austin Riley coming into 2021. It became clear pretty early in spring training. Uh, thanks for the push, Jake Lamb. But Riley was clearly the guy, and he was clearly the guy once the season began as well. For me, he was the most consistent player for the Braves all year. From beginning to end, he had an OPS of 850 or higher in every month but one, except for those three games. Those three games in October don't count, but in every other month, he had an OPS of 850 or higher, except for October. Again, only three games in October, and I believe June was the one month where he had an OPS in the 600. So, again, just a completely consistent year from Austin Riley. In the end, he slashed 303, 367, 531 with an 898 OPS, 135 WRC plus, 4.2 war, according to fan graphs, and 33 home runs, while finishing 7th in the NL MVP voting, winning the Silver Slug, Slugger Award at third base in the National League. So again, just a, a monster year from Austin Riley, especially when you consider where it began him having to battle Jack, Jake Lamb for the third base job in spring training. His strikeout percentage, which improved drastically in 2020, continued in 2021 as it set around 25%. Uh, still pretty high, but a number you'll take for a guy that's going to hit you know 30-plus home runs. You want him taking those big hacks, hitting the ball hard when he does make contact. His ground ball percentage, it only dropped three points uh, in 2021. Again, I think that's a number you want to see him continue to improve on and get that ball in the air more, uh, but it did drop 3% from 2020 to 2021, and it's more around where he was in the minor leagues. His ground ball rate was around 35 to 38%, so would love to see him get it you know, more around that 35% and see more fly balls and line drives from him. 
His average exit velocity actually dropped in 2021, but his hard hit percentage went up nearly three points, and his barrel rate did go up three points. So hitting the ball much harder when he does make contact. And his average exit velocity was still really good. Like I said, even in 2020, the signs were there. You know, the, the stat cast numbers, all of that were, were there. Just wasn't getting the results. Um, he really got back to, to crushing the fastball, like I said, and 2020, I think he over-adjusted a little bit, uh, trying to make sure he was on those breaking balls. I think it really got him off the fastball, as well as the off-speed pitches, too. Um, but in 2021, he hit 290 against fastballs and slugged 502 against them as well. Again, just getting back to pounding the fastballs, hitting hitting them hard. He hit everything hard in 2021. Um, but he was just uh, a 356 uh, against heaters. Uh, or sorry, comparing that slugging percentage in 2020, again, didn't hit fastballs well in 2020, only slugged 356 against fastballs that season, and he got back up to slugging 500 against fastballs in 2021. That's That may be the single biggest difference when you look at his numbers from 2020 to 2021 is just how he got back to hitting the fastballs and hitting the fastballs hard and doing damage off that pitch. He also hit over 300 against off-speed pitches, and uh, breaking pitches in 2021 while decreasing his whiff rate on breaking balls by 3% and 10% against off-speed pitches. So, again, getting back to hitting the fastball hard, but also doing a much better job of not swinging and missing so much at the off-speed and breaking pitches and hitting well against them uh, over 300 as well. Those are all very good things um, and certainly point to why Austin Riley broke out in 2021 and why I think he'll continue to be a good hitter, but we got to pump the brakes a little bit here. Again, I talked about the Babbitt at the beginning with that article that Allen wrote. It was 368 in 2021, one of the highest in the league among qualified hit hitters, you know, nearly 60 points higher than the, the league average in 2021. So, you got to factor there's a little bit of, of luck involved there. That's why baseball savant put his expected batting average in 2021 more so at 279. You know, that's over 20 points lower than where it actually was, but still really good. Um, so, I mean, certainly there was a little bit of, of luck involved with Austin Riley, but again, I think it was luck that was well earned um, with hitting the ball, continuing to hit the ball hard, um, and just increasing, you know, or decreasing the number of whiffs, number of swings and misses, and just much better overall at bats from him in 2021. So next, I want to take a look at what you can expect from Austin Riley going forward. What type of hitter will he be, will he be in 2022 and into the future? There might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season, from scored totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022, and with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline has basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
So looking at the projection systems for Austin Riley in 2022, most of them have him hitting between 275, 280 with 30 plus home runs, an on-base percentage between 340, 345, and an OPS between 840 and 850. So still really good numbers, and I think that's probably fair. We got to keep in mind here, Austin Riley is still just 24 years old. He'll turn 25 in April. He is continuing to learn, hopefully continuing to improve. Now the league's going to adjust back to him as well. So, I mean, there's still room for, for growth in his game, uh, and he's still you know learning at the big league level. So, you know, I think he could you know be even better than what the projection numbers show him to be. Getting away from the numbers and the metrics a little bit, which I've talked about a lot, I want to I want to go more on the eye test right now and just tell you what I am seeing from him when I I watch Austin Riley. Again, I told you in 2020, I thought I was seeing a lot of growth there from him at the plate. You could see a concerted effort from him to make the adjustment to the off-speed pitch or the breaking balls, the sliders, um, the cutters, you know, everything kind of breaking away from him where he really struggles. You could see an effort to make an adjustment on those pitches. I think it kind of hurt him again with the fastballs as well. Um, but you could see him trying to make the make that adjustment. And I thought I saw much better at bats from Austin Riley in 2020. Again, for me, it just I noticed a huge difference in the number of ground balls that he was hitting and. You know, they weren't finding the holes in 2020, whereas in 2021 they, they were. And, I mean, that can sometimes just be the difference, and that happens for players from year to year. But everything else was really there. All the signs were, were there. I mean, his average exit velocity in 2020 was even better than it was in 2021. He still hit the ball hard when he made contact in 2020. So, I mean, Everything was there, you know, not much really ch changed from 2020 to 2021. He was just a little bit more lucky in 2021 than he was in 2020. So I still think he's going to be a very good player. I don't know that he's going to be an MVP type player um, like we saw in 2021. I still expect him to be a, a very good player. I think the projections that they have for him, you know, are very solid. Uh, I think he'll continue to be a 30-plus home run hitter. I think you know that's kind of a, a given. I think we could even see years where he's a 40-plus home run hitter. I, I would not be surprised if he has a couple of 40-plus home run seasons in him. But you know, I think 30, 35 home runs for him. You know, assuming he plays 155, 160 games, I think that's pretty much a given for him. I think he'll continue to strike out around 25% of the time. Would love to see him get that you know, down to around 22%. Same on the, the walk percentage. I think he'll continue to be around 8%. Would love to see him bump that up to 10%. And you know, I think if you, you bring that strikeout percentage down just a couple of points and raise that walk percentage just a couple of points will make a huge difference in his game. So, I mean, that's something there that I would like to see him improve on, improve on in both of those areas. For the slash numbers, I think Riley's more of a 260 to 280 hitter. I hope I eat these words, but I don't know that we ever see Riley hit over 280 again, unless he just has another another season where his BAPIP is, you know, 370. I just don't really see him being a, a 280 plus hitter. That's really not his game. You know, I, I would much rather see him hit 260, 280 if he's going to mash, you know, 35 to 40 homers, which I think is what the Braves 
want from him, need from him to be that that type of power hitter. But in today's game, you know, a 270, 275 hitter, that's still really good. But that's where I see him more settling. I think he has more years where he's a, a 260 to 280 hitter than I do years where he's a 280 plus hitter. Um, I think the slugging percentage probably settles around 480, 490. He'll probably have more years where, he, where he's a 500 to, to 520 uh, slugging percentage type of guy and an OPS around 830 to 850. So again, all in all, we're still looking at an an all-star level player. You know, some Braves fans might take offense when people call his 2021 season, you know, lucky and think that maybe that's not the real Austin Riley. And, you know, there's some truth to that, that there is some luck involved in that. I don't know that that's, again, I don't know that we see Riley at an MVP level performance again, but I do think he's an all-star level type player a 270 275 average 30 plus home runs Um, I mean that that is a really good player an all-star level player and I think that's who Austin Riley is again I I can see it I can see it with my eyes I see it with the numbers he continues to make adjustments at the big league level I think he's that good of a hitter to be able to do that and at 24 just going to continue to grow and get better so Again, I think he's an all-star level player. And I haven't even talked about the defense and and VT Murdoch who started all this with his question, you know, he mentioned the defense. The defense was superb in 2021, especially in the second half. I you know, I, I don't know the reasoning for that. You know, you can't I don't trust defensive analytic numbers. I, I just know what my eyes tell me. My eyes tell me he was very good defensively. Obviously, Ron Washington has a big part of that. But I also think just being settled into a position, you know, when he came up, the Braves had to use him in left field because that's where they had a spot. And I think just being able to settle in at third base, the position that he is most comfortable at, I think that had a lot to do with it. And that's partially why I don't like the idea of Freddie Freeman go somewhere else to just move Austin Riley over to first base and plug someone else in at third base. I don't really want to mess with Austin Riley. He's comfortable right there at third base. He, he grew significantly at defensively at the position. I don't know that he ever wins a, a gold glove. Um, I don't know that he has, you know, the type of range for that. Um, but you go to that game four where he, he stabbed that ball going down the line and saved a run. Uh, I mean, he's just, he, he, he became so good so solid defensively over there. I would not mess with that, but I love Austin Riley, a uh, big Austin Riley supporter here. I think he's going to be a very good player going forward, you know, an all-star level type of player, but don't don't expect MVP performances every year from Austin Riley. I don't think that's the the player that he is. Um, maybe he gets up into the discussions again. You know, finishes with some MVP MVP votes in the future. But I more so think he's you know an All Star level player, very good player that's going to bat third, fourth, fifth in the the middle of the order for a while here in Atlanta. So. Hope you enjoyed that discussion on Austin Riley. Hope that all makes sense to you. Let me know on Twitter. You agree, disagree, what you think of Austin Riley going forward. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next time. 
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 